everybody. Y'all know who it is. It's it's MK with the M Real MK Real Show. <laughs> Y'all probably notice I've got some very different energy going on. It has been a very long time since I have made a podcast. Um, and typically when I was on here, I would be giving business-related tips, some motivation for your week, something to get you through mental preparation. Uh, but today I'm telling my story because I have yet to do that with the public at all. Um, I don't feel comfortable going to Facebook with it, Twitter with it, Instagram, none of that just yet. This podcast is the beginning of me starting to feel free enough to, to tell my story and start to let go. For those of you that don't know me, I was in a relationship for about five years. And while there were some good memories in that relationship that I still remember back on, which is completely normal, there were so many draining and abusive aspects about it. Um, I went through a lot in that relationship. I'm not a perfect partner either, but I will say that this relationship truly did damage me to my core due to the secrets that were being held from me. And we're going to get into that. Um, I do want to say that if you are in a narcissistic, abusive relationship, or any abusive relationship for that matter, please reach out and talk to someone. This is a very serious matter. It doesn't matter whether it's physical abuse, mental abuse, verbal abuse, narcissistic abuse, manipulation, whatever it may be. Reach out to someone and, and find resources, find help, because you don't deserve it. No one deserves it, and we all deserve to be with someone who makes us feel wonderful inside and out. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and preface this now for anyone who has um, triggers with sexual assault, um, child abuse, um, child neglect, um, child molestation, I would highly suggest you not listen to this podcast um, because we are going to be talking about some things regarding um, sexual exploitation of a minor and, you know, children being victimized and abusive relationships. If any of these things trigger you, please, please, please do not listen. I do not want to cause a traumatic episode for anyone, and I'm prefacing it now before I start talking about it. So, I want to start back on April 24th. Um, April 24th is, is, a, is a crazy day. April 24th, I was off work. I was in bed, actually, still asleep. And my partner at the time came in and said, Mary, there's, there's two cops at your door. They, they want to talk to you. And I thought he was joking because I don't even have a speeding ticket. I would never, I, would, I literally thought he was joking. He's like, Mary, I wish this was a joke, but they want to talk to you. And I was like, what the hell? So, I go talk to them. And they're talk about, talking about how they're with the Crimes Against Children Department. And if they can come in, they'll be able to explain what's going on. And, you know, I didn't think anything of it because I knew I did nothing wrong. So, I let them in. And they explained who they were. And that they had some flagged evidence that there was child pornography linked to my address and 
I was like, there's, there's no way, because I don't do anything, I'm barely home, like, if y'all know me, I work my ass off, like, in a completely different city, not even where I live, <laughs> so I was, you can imagine how confused I was, and y'all also know that I, I love children, I would never do anything like this, well, they pulled a packet of paper out, and they said, whose email is this? And it was his email address. And he confirmed it. And I just want y'all to like imagine your internal organs just sinking into your abdomen. Because that's what it felt like when he confirmed it. So they had to seize all of our devices. They took my cell phone, his cell phone, my laptop, all, all of our devices. With the exception of his mom's phone in which she is deceased. God rest her soul. Um, but yeah, after they left, I closed the door and I looked at him and I blatantly said, and I'll say this without it being censored, what in the fuck did you do? He's like, Mary, I swear I didn't do anything. Like, I'm in meme groups and they might have gotten that, but like that's, there's, there, there's nothing. And he kept sitting there pondering, you know, without a phone, and just the day dragged, and then a couple hours later, they brought my phone back, of course, they didn't buy anything, eventually, they brought back my iPad, too, so, I, I mean, I knew, I was in the clear, I didn't do anything, just like, I just didn't want to drag you into this, and blah, 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 and I'm like, drag me into what, because you said you didn't do anything, <laughs> so we keep going about our daily lives, now, he's got a plan, um, to go to Washington State or Oregon somewhere. And this, this trip was planned well before this ever happened. So, you know, I'm not thinking anything of it. But I told him, like, you know, you, if you do go on this trip, it's, it's going to look bad. It's going to look real bad. And he was like, well, they have my flight itinerary and stuff. If they've got my phone and they're tracking everything. And I'm just like, you know, that's not what they're looking for. But if you are confident in that, you know, you're a grown man. You're going to do what you want to do and what you think is right. He's, he was, he's 32. Like, I'm, I'm not going to baby him. He's going to make the executive decision to do what he wants. So, he ended up going on that trip. And then I'm just waiting by myself day after day after day, waiting to hear something back from these cops that showed up. Do they find anything? Are they going to bring the stuff back? Middle of the week, I start calling them because I'm, I'm confused. Like, why wouldn't they bring it back a week later? And I decided to finally confide in my parents. Took me about a week to do it um, because I didn't want to stir them up. They honestly didn't like him already. Um, a lot of my friends didn't either. So I was just trying to keep it on the DL so that way, like, no one had another reason to hate him. Um, I told my dad, he's like, if they had his devices for more than two days, something's very wrong. And I started to panic. You know, he's still in Oregon. We're communicating via Snapchat. He actually ended up being able to jailbreak his mom's phone and connect it to the Wi-Fi and was able to communicate with me that way. Uh, which, that kind of screamed red flag to me as well. You know, like, if you're able to do that, what else are you doing? Which, I'm, then again, you know, that's a pretty broad assumption. Well, Monday, the following Monday rolls around. 
Um, and that's the day he's supposed to be coming back from Oregon. And he told me, hey, I'm going to stay just a couple more days. I didn't get to see everything I want to see. Uh, he was very much so into haunted attractions. He's like a horror fanatic. So, um, so it makes sense to me, you know, it didn't, didn't scream suspicious at that given moment, but you know, is what it is. Then I got a call from my dad and this is the call that literally flipped my life entirely upside down. Um, my dad called me and said, there are four deputies at your door right now and you need to call this number and see what's going on. And it, I'm, I'm just, my anxiety is through the roof. I don't know what's happening. So I get the number from him and I call and this deputy picks up. Um, she's like, Hey, so where are you right now? And I said, I'm at work. And she's like, where's work? And I'm like, Durham. Like, okay, look, I'm going to put you on the phone with the sergeant. We're going to let you know what's going on, okay? I was like, fine. Puts me on with the sergeant, and he proceeds to tell me that my now ex-boyfriend has four warrants out for his arrest currently. And that was the, that was just the beginning of it. Four for sexual exploitation of a minor for children between the ages of 6 and 10 years old. And they told me, like, it's not just, like, tiny stuff, like, very explicitly nude videos and photos. Um, and I was just, I was so angry and sad. I was sobbing outside of the car dealership that I work at. Um, to the point where my boss and my uh, my other co-worker had to pull me in the conference room to get me to calm down and had to leave an hour early so I could go change the locks on my doors. Uh, and the cop said, Mary, we need you to do something for us. And I was like, what, what in this state of mind could I possibly do for you right now? It's like, Mary, we don't need you to tip them off. We need you to work with us. I didn't feel like I had a choice. I was so angry with him. I, he had already mistreated me half of the relationship. And I was just like, you know what? Maybe this was a sign. Maybe this, when I, when I asked God two weeks prior to this happening to let me know if this was the relationship I meant to be in, he literally said no. So I'm like, okay, what do y'all need me to do? So, I continue, they were basically telling me to talk to him like nothing was happening. So, for a whole month, I got to talk to him like nothing was happening. Absolutely nothing. And this was probably the biggest mental struggle I've ever had to face. Imagine just having your whole life ripped apart and then having to talk to your narcissistic pedophile abuser for a, an additional month like nothing is happening. The most awful experience I will, I really hope no one ever has to go through what I did. It was so traumatic, so triggering. Just to hear him lie to me over and over and over. And I kept telling my dad, I don't know if I can do this anymore. He's like, Mary, you're getting a child predator off the street. You've only got a little bit longer. Keep going. So, one lie after another, he keeps extending his stay and extending his stay. We get to May 
end of May, finally, maybe two days before he comes back into the state, we get in this huge argument over absolutely nothing, where I'm trying to help him do something when he's claiming he's in Wilmington with his father, when he's not. Um, he's lied to me about that, but I was trying to help him with something that him and his dad were trying to do for a pavement project, <laughs> and he blew up on me because I tried to help him. He's like, I didn't ask you for your help. And I just, I get mad when people are ungrateful because I have such a big heart and it's, it was just constantly taken advantage of. And after being lied to for so long, I just, I just blew up on him because he constantly took advantage of me. He took advantage of my money, where I stayed, my heart. He took, he tried to take everything from me and I just had enough. So I'm like, you know what? Don't ever ask for anything from me ever again and then I didn't talk to him for two days and within that two days he popped up on a manifest from Oregon when he said he was in Wilmington North Carolina he's on the opposite side of the country still God knows what he was doing for this whole month and with what money since he had no job supposedly finally shows up on a manifest and like Mary we got a pain we got a confirmation between you Homeland Security and TSA and us we finally got him so he flies from Oregon to Texas into Greensboro and there are 12 of them there this time they are ready to snatch his ass up and I knew I'd be getting a call because I'm always the one he calls. He treats me like shit. But when shit goes south, guess who the first person he calls is? Me. Because at the end of the day, I have the resources. I have the answers. And I have the strength to deal with tough shit. I don't shut down. I just try to deal with it as much as I possibly can. I get the call about two hours later. Talking about how he wants me to bail him out. And I was like, just to entertain this, what, what is your bond? And he told me it was $150,000. And I'm just like, how, even if I had the lack of morality to bail you out for what you did, how would I be able to help you? I would have to come up with $15,000. He just wanted me to come up with that and help him. The audacity, the nerve. You put me through all that, and instead of saying I'm sorry, or even not even acknowledge what you did, or lying to me, you just want to flat out ask for money. And then later found out when he went in front of the magistrate, that he denied being my partner. He literally tried to use me for everything I had. I was nothing to him but a fucking meal ticket. So I'm like, you know what? Good. All right. At that point, any amount of guilt I had left in my body left. Uh, I said, I'm changing my number. I'll text y'all the new number. But I'm not talking to him anymore. And I don't want to be contacted by him. 
So I changed my number. I changed both of the locks on my house. I didn't want him turning back up. And all I could do was reach out for support from his circle, which I got hands down the best support from. I, I never even imagined how good it was actually going to be. I have some of my best friends now in my corner since all of this transpired. But I, I wanted to talk about this, guys, because if you are going through an abusive relationship and you see red flags, just please, please. I'm like, I'm literally begging with tears in my eyes, please leave. Please. I don't want anyone to ever have to face this kind of pain. Because you don't know what they're hiding from you. You have no clue. At all. Trust your gut. Before I get off here, I'm just going to share some tidbits of things you should look out for. Um, to protect your children because at the end of the day I even though I am telling my story and this is like a sense of therapy I also want this to be educational for other people and beneficial for other people um, so just to give you an idea this person was very isolated um, he did not like going anywhere um, so and that's one big red flag of, of people who do this they're very isolated and sometimes will lie about their location in order to feed their addiction to, to it. Um, they will claim that they will have certain jobs. That, I mean, this can go for multiple crimes, guys, and I'm going to preface that now. But he lied about having multiple jobs to other people. And he didn't have any proof that he had those jobs but somehow still had money incoming and that's a big red flag for not only child abuse or uh, exploit sexual exploitation of a minor um, it's also a big um, sign of sex trafficking um, so that temperament they start you start questioning them on something that doesn't just seem right or it doesn't add up or you know you know it's a lie and they get super defensive and they just they don't know how to react to it red flag if they have no desire to be around children or if they have children that they have had in the past and have no sort of relationship with them um, you know, that's hit or miss, honestly, but it f fell into the category of this person that I'm talking about. There's a, there's a slew of other red flags that I'm sure that I'm leaving out. Um, but they just were not relevant in my situation. Um, if you do have children present with this person and your child is doing things that a child should not be doing with their hands and their body when and only when it's around you red flag I'm hoping to God that didn't happen with the person I was with but 
that's a big red flag when I work for DSS. Um, if y'all want more of these tidbits and this was helpful to help protect someone who is in a narcissistic, um, narcissist abuse relationship or just to simply protect your children from child predators, please let me know. Um, this is not a situation I take lightly. Um, it's taught me a lot. It has taught me how strong I am and how evil people can be. Don't let a facade fool you with your kids. Don't let a facade fool you with your heart. People mask up every day. Thank y'all so much for listening. I hope this reached the right person. People, if you will. And y'all have a wonderful day.